0: Hey, my name is Melinda Russell and I am obsessed with telling the stories of women involved in motorsports, young and older from all walks of life, currently involved in a wide range of roles or sharing their stories from the past. I'm a wife, mother of four adult children and a mama of 16. In 2017, I was searching social media for a group dedicated to women in motorsports. When I didn't find what I was looking for, I posted a message to a few racing pages to see if any women would like to connect with me. And now I have thousands of women and men who are part of the Women's Motorsports Network. As crew chief of the only media company dedicated to women in motorsports, I work from wherever my travels take me, publishing this podcast, the Women's Motorsports Network News Online Magazine and let's talk racing live my social media show you will hear from women who share their stories from the grid of life how they manage the messy and memorable moments of family work and racing you will hear their tried and true secrets of success and many other topics like friendships family hardships and heroes that women deal with to balance the seasons of life so grab your favorite beverage pull up a seat Make sure you are comfy, and get ready to be inspired and encouraged from the stories on the Women's Motorsports Network podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to Women's Motorsports Network podcast. I'm very excited today to have a friend of mine uh, as a guest. Kelly and I met several years ago, I'm not even sure how many now, probably four or five years ago, I want to say. Yeah. And so, um, and we have seen each other on and off then, but we follow each other on social media. So I can't say that I don't know what she's up to because I do. And then we also, um, help promote her in our magazine. So I want you to know more about Kelly and her business. Um, you know, I want people who read the magazine to support our supporters. And Kelly's been a friend and I've watched her business grow. And so I wanted to have her on the podcast today just to kind of share what she's been doing, how she got started and how maybe you can um, use her product or share what, what she has. And so Kelly, before we go any farther, I want to just welcome you to the show. And I want you to just start, why don't you, about telling us a little bit about yourself, um, where you live, your family, your pets, anything that you want to share.
1: Perfect. Thank you so much. And yes, I do believe it's been at least four years since we've met Melinda. So um, it's been you know, a blink of an eye, really, when you yes. think about how quickly time goes by. But um, so my name is Kelly Franco. I am from Cortland, Ohio, which is on the border of Pennsylvania, where um right in between Pittsburgh and Cleveland. So um, it's always uh, funny to say, well, I shouldn't say always funny, but people either know the area or they don't know the area. And when people know the area, uh, Youngstown was once um, pretty well known for being a mob town. Um, and I always find it funny to hear the stories of, Oh, you're from Youngstown. And it's like, <laughs> it's like well, not really, but um, so anyhow, I am married uh, with two adult sons and uh, a very mischievous dog who I'm, I'm praying does uh, his best
0: behavior while we're on our call today. <laughs> okay. All right. Sounds good. And um, and so how did you get introduced to motorsports? Because I know that's where your business started. So why don't yeah. you um, just kind of give us your backstory a little bit? Um so I did
1: marry a, a racing, uh, enthusiast. My husband has been involved in drag racing since he was 14, I believe. Um, and we've been together 27 years. So when I first started, uh, hanging around him, it was very, uh, obvious. I was going to need to like motorsports. And then once I started going to the track with him and stuff, it was very obvious I needed to drive myself. Um, so I asked, you know, what, which, which of your cars do I get to drive? and, it was, it was fun because he, he coached me very well and taught me all about the staging and, and everything. And then I used to have fun because I, I just would run the street class and I had a fast street car of his. So everybody would see the girl at the starting line, kind of roll their eyes and then I would blow past them. And then I just loved getting out. And I'm like, yeah, that was fun. Yeah, <laughs>
0: so, exactly.
1: Um, and that's really, um, you know, has always been my my love of motorsports came from that and just the thrill of being able to drive somewhat myself um and then we do have two boys our oldest son has uh the same racing bug as my husband and he's been racing since he was 13 and we actually found ourselves at pri um back it was december of 2018 um Really, because he was looking to get more into professional driving. And so, mm-hmm. we're like, well, oh, let's go check this, you know, check out what happens with PRI and see what we can learn. And I sat in on one of your, you were talking, you were speaking at that, and that's how we met. Um, yeah. So, anyway, you know, it was also then I had done, so to back up just a little bit, my background's healthcare. I've been involved in the post mastectomy world with helping. Women who uh, survive breast cancer get uh, products that they need for uh, whether it be prosthetics or undergarments or post-surgery. And then um, at that particular show, I was chatting at Lincoln Electric's booth. I had done a fitting line. I guess I got to back up a minute. With, from the post-bastectomy, then I opened retail boutiques. And we just did everyday bras, uh, specializing in sports bras. I had fit a top fuel driver via Skype in a sports bra, and we wanted to meet at PRI and it was at Lincoln electric booth. And so she's going on about how great the bra is without saying the word bra. And the one gentleman that we know says, I have no idea what you're talking about. And I, said, I don't know. I do bras. And he was like, Oh my gosh, can you make a flame resistant bra? And my husband, he's immediately, he goes, yes, she can. And I guess I was just kind of trying to figure out why things didn't already exist. Um, Yeah. That's when this whole conversation got brought up about, you know, not only in motorsports, but on the industrial side of things, too. There really are not options for women. Um, And so uh, that set me down the path to figure that out.
0: Pretty much got you to where you are today, didn't it?
1: It did. It did. And it's been quite the journey. It's like when you, you know, we talked a little earlier about when you are in the moment, you don't see how things are moving forward. But now that I look back, um, as soon as that question was asked, everything that had been part of my path so far came together so that I knew exactly the design. I knew the fit. I knew the style. I knew how that whole bra needed to come together to be a real solution and not just, um, I'll call it a crop top, because some of the, the options that uh, have been out there and are no longer available were not really put together to be functional. Um, it, it was just to be able to say that there was something. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, and that's that really helped me, actually, because, again, I knew where I wanted to go with the product I just needed to investigate uh, and do some research on fabrics because I wasn't familiar with flame resistant fabric. Um, I was actually at a women's forum at Chevron's headquarters in Houston. And I had just a prototype when another manufacturer had said to me, you know, that's really cute. Um, And then he he says to me, you can keep doing that because there's not enough women for us to care about. And I was like, I was, that's it. I, I, I was shocked. I'm like, first of all, thank you for the permission um, to be able to do what I'm doing. And second, how do you say there's not enough women to care about? And I'm like, you're talking about people's mothers, people's sisters, you know, daughters. I'm like, how do you say there's not enough women to care about? Right. And then even though he was uh, obnoxious, he did tell me that the fabric I was using would work well for um, arc flash and flash fires. But it wouldn't work well for um, duration fire or molten metal. And I'm like, okay, thank you for that. Because at least you gave me information to go on to go find a better fabric. And um, I think it's interesting because we utilize X fabric, which was actually uh, started because of motorsports. It was designed for motorsports. So uh, it kind of came full circle that way. But, you know, looking back at...
0: And so you when you were researching all these fabrics and that, I mean, was that a long process to figure all that out? Or was it something that since you had all this background and experience doing all these other things, did it did it go fairly quickly for you then to go from your idea, what you wanted to do? How long did it take to get the first product like really ready to go? surprisingly
1: it it actually took quite a quite a bit of time because I was clueless um in how flame resistant fabric works, you know and how all of that works. at first, here's my thought I can make a bra and and dip it in something right and it'll make it flame resistant. no, that doesn't work. Uh, so, but you know I'm just, I, I, it was just I didn't know so I, I started just reaching out and then. I I tell people this journey has really been um, what I call serendipitous because as I progressed through, people showed up at the time that I needed to learn something else. And so for the fabric piece of it, I found myself at an event um, where I had an opportunity to speak with a lady from DuPont who took time to sit down and explain to me, this is knit, this is woven, this is this, you know, and these are um, chemically treated fabrics. And then there are inherently flame resistant fabrics. And so, you know, because I didn't even there's just so much to the world of fabric. And I think the easiest way for me to explain how things in the fabric world are is if you compare it to like when you make a mixed drink, it's maybe you have some rum or maybe you have some vodka, some cranberry juice, whatever you might put together to make that drink. Fabric is very similar. And this is just stuff I've learned in that if you need it to be flame resistant, then you have a flame resistant thread or fiber. Then you have an odor resistant fiber. Then you have a moisture wicking fiber. And like the drink being poured together, you're just weaving it all together into the fabric, whether it's a woven fabric or a knit. Um, and so once I figured out, you know, it was knit that I was going after and uh, I wanted inherently a uh, flame resistant fabric because the chemically treated fabric when it's worn so close to our body, like right up against our body, your actual body heat is enough to cause it to off gas the chemical Um, that is in the fabric. Mm -hmm. And so um, in working with ladies over at Procter and Gamble, that's, they had shared that with me that they tried another product that was a chemically treated product and they threw them all out by noon because they all had headaches, nausea. They had dizziness just because this chemical. And I've learned that it's generally a chloride that's used, which off gases ammonia, or it can actually be a derivative of cyanide. So it's like, yeah, (laughs) you don't.
0: That would be really bad. (laughs)
1: Oh, you know, and aside from that, I guess coming from the healthcare background, it just makes me wonder with our skin as our largest, largest organ you know, what are we absorbing just wearing that next to skin with all of those chemicals and things? So, and there's a lot of studies with just even hormonal changes that the chemicals in clothing can, can do. So, yeah, so it took me probably at least probably nine months to track down and, and uncover that, that Carbonex fabric because Googling things, um, and trying to get to trade shows to that have fabric manufacturers trying to figure out which trade shows they're at. Um, when you don't know really what you're looking for, takes some time. So yeah. Um, yeah. The design sure. was much quicker than the, the bringing it all together with the fabric part of it.
0: So how did you find the fabrics that you use? And um, tell us a little bit about those.
1: So the, the Carbon X actually, when that gentleman at, at, that Chevron event, when he made that comment, he said, he said something like carbon X would be probably what you want. So then I found the carbon X's website and they had an events page, uh, where to find them. And so there was a trade show that was going to be coming up and I just got to that trade show. And when I, when I found their booth, the one guy was standing there with this fabric draped over his hand. And in the other hand, he had a torch and he's torching his hand. And I was like, oh, dear God. (laughs) And he was like, oh, it's good. I can't feel this. And he's just torching it away. And I'm like, okay, but you're really making me kind of sick. So could you stop? Because it's just kind of hard to watch somebody, you know, with an open torch burning, Uh, but it it didn't do anything. Uh, He could not, it wasn't penetrating the fabric and he couldn't feel the heat on the other side. So then when I felt it, it's such a soft fabric that it is nice up against the skin. So the other um, the other thing when looking at making your a bra, because it is up against sensitive skin as well, you've got to make sure that there's no rub. Like you don't want any kind of a frictional rub or you get this situation that occurs with um, a lot of times with male runners, marathon runners. Um, you'll see like a bloody nipple from that shirt rubbing up and down. Um, yeah. You've got to have a soft enough Fabric that um, will not do that, and you need to have a design that stays up against the chest wall, so that it doesn't uh, allow gapping to occur and movement inside that cup, because that's what'll that'll start causing some problems.
0: Are you a female in motorsports? GoFastGirls.com apparel for the race enthusiast empowers women to fiercely pursue their dreams in action in motorsports, instilling them with confidence and unwavering determination a go fast girls empowers incredible speed unwavering effort and success go fast girls has emerged as a prominent force uniting women from all walks of life who share a passion for racing check us out at gofastgirls.com today
1: so once i found uh CarbonX, we just had a conversation about what options they had what would work best we do uh, line, we, we, it's a double layer of their fabric to give, because it is a little bit thinner fabric. So we doubled it, which actually increases the amount of protection you have then, because you have two layers of that fabric between you and whatever the, the thermal hazard, the fire might be. So, um, but it is just a very soft and then all of our components, um, that we were able to You know, our threads, our elastics, um, we do have a hook and eye option for the bra. We have the traditional sports bra, which is the racer back, pull over your head. And then we have a sized bra that goes by traditional bra size and does hook in the back and have adjustable straps. All of that um, is made from FR rated uh, components so that it will not melt or burn uh, when you're when you're wearing it. Um, And we do everything here in the United States, which I'm very proud of because it's very challenging. That was another big challenge was trying to find manufacturing, cut and sew. Like I thought I was going to do it myself. I thought I would hire people to do the cut and sew. We'd have a facility and, you know, that was the path I was going. But I couldn't find anybody that knew how to sew. Um, It's such a dying art and sewing knit Requires special machines because you it you can't do just a straight stitch. It'll pull through. Yeah. It, yeah. it comes apart. So not only did you need someone that knew how to sew, you needed I needed people that could cut knit because if you cut it and it stretches it all, you don't get the shape that you cut. It mm-hmm. it's completely out of whack. Um, so yeah, there's a it's just a lot of skill, and I was like struggling. So I'm like, okay, now I need to just find people who already have this you know, um, type of skill, you know, that they're already working with. I, I found a contract cut and sew. So, um, I have uh, sewing done in Cleveland, Michigan and Utah right now. So,
0: wow. Uh, so where are all those girls that took 4-H back in the day <laughs> or, or home ec? It was home ec when I, I was in high school and you had to sew and cook and, you know, do all those things. And then, I know. Um, yeah, yes. those are the but but that, you know, sewing sewing is not, even to find somebody to mend or, you know, do whatever, tailoring like that, it's, it's usually someone that's done it forever and they're right. mostly elderly. Mm-hmm. You don't really find any young people doing it. And um, so I can see where that would have been a challenge, but it wasn't something that I would have thought of. And no. so... So okay. now you have outsourced that. And so tell them, we never did say, what's the name of your company? We better oh, get that out there.
1: Yeah. Uh, Serafina Safety Apparel. And I I used my son's graduation party as a testing ground for names. Um, I wanted something that when you heard the name, it made you think it was something for women. And I wanted it to have some type of a connection to fire um for what we were doing. So, uh, my son's graduation party as people arrived, I gave them a piece of paper that had a list of names on it and a pencil and I said you got to choose and it had the instructions and so I was really pulling for Serafina because it was my favorite and it is the one that won out. So, um Serafina is the female version of Serafin, which are fiery angels and protectors and then we did the dragon logo uh, because they of course are fire breathing and they protect princesses in the castles. So I'm like, that's what we're doing. We're protecting
0: all the girls. So that's very cool. I like how you came upon the name. Um, it, it makes way more sense after I hear you say that because a lot <laughs> of people wouldn't know the dragon I get, but a lot of people wouldn't know about the angels, you know? And so mm-hmm. that's, that's pretty cool. I, I really like that, that name. So yeah, um, So how many years now have you been actually, I know you took you a while to get it going, but how many years have you been in business? So we
1: officially launched as a company in July of 21 uh, is when we registered our name and everything. And then we have had product to market since March of 22. So um, just over. But it's just a little over a year and a half now, yeah. so we've been actually having our product to market, and we started with the bra. So we actually have two different bra styles now. We have two different undergarments. Um, we have a boy short and a sport brief. Then we also have the tank top. We have a short sleeve and a long sleeve shirt, and then leggings. So that's our our core product offering right now.
0: Okay, so, so if I was a girl in motorsports um, what, what of those items, I mean, honestly, I can think you could use almost any of those items if you were in more motorsports, but you also, um, go to trade shows and you also sell to lots of different kinds of industries. So it Mm -hmm. isn't just motorsports, but, um, you know, let's talk about the importance of those products because, you know, let's face it, there's dad's, A lot of dads, no offense, dads, but a lot of dads are the ones that get their kids involved in motorsports, right? So my granddaughter, when she was running quarter midgets, and she was probably, I want to say nine years old, maybe. Her quarter midget caught on fire. And she was driving, and it caught on fire behind her, and she didn't even know it until all these adults came running out. And she was fine. She didn't have a, you know, she was just fine. But that's not always how things turn out. And so, um, explain to the parents who maybe are just getting started in racing or who don't really understand the bit, the the importance. Yes, your fire suits are fire resistant somewhat. But mm-hmm. what does your product do to make sure things are even more safe?
1: so the the way I describe it is it we're the last line of defense. So if things break through, if you if you're caught in, an, a, in a car and, and the fire is coming towards you or surrounding you, you have your race suit, but if you have that extra layer of protection, it's a last line of defense. So should something start to burn through your race suit, you have that extra time to get away from the danger before the, the fire and the heat reach your skin because the heat, the intensity of the heat, can cause a burn without it actually being the fire. So um, you're really, it, it's just like an insurance policy. You're you're buying yourself extra time to get out of whatever might happen. So one of the things that was important for me was to make sure that we were, so we're a certified SFI manufacturer. So the products that we sell that are eligible for SFI certification are the bras, um, the, the razorback bra um, and then the long sleeve and the legging, those are the ones that are eligible to be certified by SFI because that's what they require. Um, so in, you know, Some of the venues require that to be worn under the race suit. And then it's also important, and, and I find this on the industrial side too, <clears throat> a lot of times for industry, the employer is required to provide employees with their flame resistant clothing, but a lot of it can be driven by price. So they might provide something that is just cotton. So they'll do that because cotton doesn't melt, but it'll burn and it'll burn very quickly. So the employee might feel that they're protected. When really they're not because that cotton is still going to catch on fire and you're going to have a very limited time frame to be able to escape any type of injury. And when you look at, um, the different ratings and things on like the race suits, there's the entry levels, there's a mid level, there's an expensive level. And those different levels, most of the time have along with it, different dur- durations or different exposure points that they can endure before Mm -hmm. that heat and fire will break through that fabric. Um, So I think it's just important um, to know the the hazard you might be up against and then look at the product that you're buying and make sure that you've sufficiently protected yourself. Because, you know, even like with your granddaughter, do you expect something like that to happen at that age level? No, but things go wrong. and burns are just one of those things. Like it, it's like dropping a plate. You can get it back together, but you always see the lines. Like you're mm-hmm. always going to have a burn injury and burn injuries are, are bad. That's, yeah. you know, if you have a severe uh, third and fourth degree burn injury, those are lifelong things that you deal with. Um, there's usually a lot of pain associated with that. Um, especially if you're younger and you're, you're growing and you have all that scarring. So um yeah. There's just a lot to be considered, you know, when you're a lot of times we make decisions on price and
0: uh, absolutely you
1: want to do. It's when you really think about what what you're trying to protect um, and the what if scenarios. Um, yeah. Just want to consider all of those elements.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I just I can't even remember if it was yesterday or the day before I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about an accident that had happened and the man was burned 90% of his body. Okay. So I can't even imagine, first of all, how bad that is and will be for him. But it made me think, cause I knew we were going to be talking today. It made me think about the fact that, um, you know, they, they make things for guys. I mean, but, guys are just as negligent about protecting themselves, you know, as, you know, especially if you've got younger kids that are starting in racing and you Mm -hmm. may think, Oh, quarter midges, that doesn't really ever happen. You know, Mm -hmm. it does happen. And, and so, and then, you know, as you get up farther and farther and farther, as you advance in your career and what kind of drive cars you might be driving or, You know, I always I always think about the uh, drag racing cars. There's so much flame that you can see before they even start to go down the track. Um, And, you know, you do hear about those kind of accidents. And so we just have to get the word out, Kelly, for one thing, Mm -hmm. that these items should be at the top of the list of things that you need, not at the bottom. And, you know, it's all about how fast your motor is and, and your tires and all this, but that should be at the end compared to your safety, your health, et cetera. And so maybe you could speak to that a little bit.
1: percent body burn and actually survive that mm-hmm. is is incredible to begin with. But then it really makes you think like, what is life at that point? You right. know, it, it's going to be just ongoing surgeries and really with burn injuries, the two things that happen rather quickly, um, you dehydrate because your skin is open and so you're losing body fluids quickly um, and then your risk of infection. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, that those are the two things that you have to try to control. Um, and I always think about just all of those things then melted into the skin, right, that you're going right. to... Have being scrubbed out at some burn center, but um, I think really to the point of taking into consideration and being willing to to make sure you if you're going to participate, you know I know my husband I know what he spends when he, he's upgrade. It doesn't matter what you spend; it's a lot of money. <laughs> it's, it's like a lot of money. Doing something in racing, it doesn't matter what you're upgrading or right. replacing or fixing. It's it's a lot of money. And if, you know, if, if your enjoyment comes from participating in racing, you want to ensure that you're able to continue to participate. You don't want racing to be what takes you out of the game because right. you weren't properly protected because at the end of the day, if this isn't what you're doing for your, your livelihood and your job, if you get hurt while racing and you have a burn injury that now prevents you from being able to do what you've always done beyond your right. physical it's the emotional, it's the financial, it's, yes. you know, that, that a lot of times it's chronic pain and people are not comfortable being around people who are in pain. So you begin to lose family and friends, people mm-hmm. disassociate. I mean, your entire life is, is changed in right. that moment. So, um, and, and I don't like to, I don't want or like to scare people. I don't like to come from that angle. It's just a matter yeah. of being aware of what you're truly involved with you know um i know drag racing or racing in general on life insurance policies it's like that's a you know that's an exit like you don't get if you're hurt or killed um your life insurance policy sometimes is not uh pay it's not valid Mm
0: -hmm. yeah for sure
1: we need to have an awareness of what it is we're truly
0: doing you know not to be a
1: killer because i love no (laughs)
0: <laughs> no, and I, I'm i not trying to be a killjoy either, but I just think that if, typical people in general tend to think nothing's ever going to happen to them. Mm-hmm. And they, like you said, they look at the, you know, different products and the price points and they'll go for the middle one. <laughs> not the cheapest, not the most expensive. I'll go for the middle one, which mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be that protected or protected as much as you could be. And really, when you think about it, um, for a woman to buy a a bra today, it's going to last quite a number of years, probably, you know, I mean, compared to some of the things you buy for your race car. And so you you think, okay, um, you know, this is going to last me two years, three years, let's say, and you take the price and you divide it by that and you think oh that's really not that bad for mm-hmm. that product and so we just have to get people to think about it and right. and that's what we're trying to do today we we don't we just pray that nothing bad ever happens but we all have some kind of insurance we have car insurance we have life insurance we have you know house insurance um your products are body insurance in a way you know it it helps protect you in case something goes wrong. And so um, I just, I just wanted to make sure that, you know, we could share what you do and and get people to think about the things that are important if you're right. going to be a race car driver, for sure. So are you, are you okay sharing just a, an approximate cost? Like if they mm-hmm. bought, you know, a bra and, the long sleeve shirt and the leggings, just share a little bit, because I mean, my gosh, you go to Lululemon and the prices are pretty high, I think. So um, just, and, and these yeah. are a whole different product. So just um, share a little bit about that. Mm-hmm.
1: So, you know, and that, that's a very good point because, you know, um, just like in our everyday world, if you, if you buy a, a good bra, um, when I had my bra boutiques, that's what we would say. You You could, you can buy a cheap bra, And then you can have a drawer full of cheap bras that don't fit and that they hurt your back, neck, and shoulders every time you wear them. Or you can invest in a good bra that will do what it's made to do and you'll forget you even have it on. Mm -hmm. So our bras, because of my background, you know, I I made it and designed it to do what it's supposed to do. So it has a lot of structure to it. Um, The racerback that is SFI um, approved, uh, is $120. And then whether you buy the legging or the long sleeve, those are equal, they're, they're 119 a piece. Um, so a lot of times people will say like, okay, the bra is more expensive, you know, than the legging, but the bra has a lot more construction. So when you yeah. look at a legging or a, a long sleeve shirt, you know, there's, there's fewer seams, there's fewer, right. const- less construction. Um, yeah and there's a little bit more component wise to the broad self. Um, yeah. than than the other options, but, and then you look at the fabric. So that carbon X fabric is, um, my experience in, in my research and, and looking at fabrics, that carbon X fabric is the highest cost wise per yard mm-hmm. because yeah. of what it does. So again, yeah. you know, I, I could make things from cotton, but cotton holds moisture, um, if you have something cotton on and you're exposed to extreme enough heat, it can actually create a steam burn. Um, and cotton will still burn. So, uh, you know, I, you could do a cotton bra and say, okay, here's a cotton bra for 50 bucks, but you're never going to wear it because it's going to be saturated with sweat and it'll stink and it'll be saggy
0: <laughs> Yeah, it's not
1: a thing you're going to want to have on under a race suit that you can't get to and mess with easily. Um, right. Or you can, you can get this and you know, the, the Carbon X is not only lightweight and extremely, it, it protects from the heat. It protects from the fire. Any of yes. the things that might be melting around you are not going to mm-hmm. go through that fabric. Um, and then it is moisture wicking. So it keeps you cool and dry in, in hot situations. So even, you know, yeah. graze, a lot of times in humid hot conditions and then you've got your race suit on and you're in a car so you're you're just dying of sweat but the car fabric is moisture wicking so it actually helps to keep you dry and cool under the race suit so and then your odor resistance so um
0: yeah
1: and the biggest thing is it's non-toxic you know there's no chemical in it so you're not gonna be breathing that smelling all
0: that yeah (laughs) so i just I just Googled Victoria's Secret. I haven't been there for a long time, but, um, and so they're, you know, their bras range 35 to 55 and they don't have any of that special material, flame resistant, odor wick, all those things. They have none of it. And so, you know, and there's companies, you know, go to Macy's or somewhere. I'm sure you're going to see that higher, higher pricing. And so, When you said 120, I didn't really think that that was all that bad for what you're getting.
1: All in, I mean, if you, if you average it out for a complete base layer suit, you're, you're looking at like $360, but Mm -hmm. unless, um, because it is net is knit, it has the flexibility. Um, it's a circular knit, so it has a great rebound to it. So it doesn't stretch out, um, unless you were to, to have an extreme weight gain or extreme weight loss, you know, you're not really going to see a need for replacement because you're not wearing it all day, every day. Right. Um, and the, the big thing with the carbon X, I will say what makes it, what it is, is it's a pre-burned fiber. So it does not have the capability to, uh, it takes three times the amount of oxygen in the air to, to, create um, a a situation where you could actually get that fabric to hold a flame. So um, because it is a pre-burned fiber, um, it's like the flexible version of carbon fiber, right? So, Okay. Okay. It's an extremely, extremely, we took, uh, we did our own little backyard burning. Um, We took my business card and sewed it inside a pocket of carbon X fabric and stuck it in a fire that, uh, My husband's uh, gauge read 999 and then it just went to over the limit because so we knew it it was at least a thousand degree fire. And we held that in there um, for six seconds and then we brought it out and it's really kind of cool to see what happens. I call it carbonizing. I don't know that that's a real word. Um, It's my word. (laughs) So um,
0: You can have your own word.
1: (laughs) Yeah, It, it was just it formed like a hard shell. And when you cracked really? it open, when we cut it open, the inside of the fabric was still the same color. It did not go through to turn the color on the inside. Mm-hmm. And my business card is completely intact. And so if paper can make it through that fire of, you know, and again it was six seconds, but on, you know, Carbon X has wonderful videos on their website to show the the durability and the strength of their fabric. And they, the one video I love, they, have a side-by-side, side, it's a split screen of a torch on their fabric and a torch, and it's burning through every other flame-resistant fabric. So while yeah. there's nothing, every other fabric is burning through um, almost instantly. So yeah. um, they've got a lot of good, good resources there just to show uh, the quality of their fabric and what it can do.
0: I figured I think- there were some videos somewhere that would show show that because seeing is believing for sure, Mm -hmm. you know, and of course, testimonials too. Um, you know, have you had anybody that's purchased the product that's had got, had, um, gone through a fire or anything?
1: No, I've not, not that anyone has related to me. Um, good. Yeah. I haven't had anyone actually exposed, uh, to to be able to have a testimonial, um, We get lots of great feedback about the fit and the comfort of it. Um, You know, I I just always pray no one ever ends up in a situation where they actually had to put it to the test. But I agree. um,
0: But, you you know, the other side of that, Kelly, too, is the fit and the and, you know, when you're driving, uh, let's say a a drag car, uh, you know, two, three hundred miles an hour, they go. The last thing you want to be thinking about is, is your bras not comfortable or, (laughs) and the guys can't relate, but um, you know, it's, it's definitely, you know, that's part of it. It's, it's part of the whole picture. It's not just the safety, although that's important, but um, the fact that you've taken so much care to make sure not only is it safe for the drivers, but it's also comfortable and made of product that's going to last a long time and so um overall it's the best product out there for women who are racing or women who are working in a factory or a foundry or wherever it might be that they are required to wear um flame resistant flame is it flame resistant or flame what do you call it 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 is
1: flame resistant there's people will say um Flame retardant. That's kind of an interchangeable word, but flame resistant is, uh, because nothing's truly flame, like fireproof. Um, yeah. Even as good as carbon X is, is you, you'd never want to say anything is fireproof because there's always that, that case that's going to, you know, take it to its limit and, and break through. Um, so it it, flame resistant, it's just going to help you. Like I said, it gives you more time. It gives you time to escape the danger without, enduring a burn. And about
0: how many seconds would you say? Like, you know, um if if you're a driver, you're all buckled in and the car s- starts on fire, And um, about how many seconds would do you know that does it take a driver to get out typically? I don't know. I don't I,
1: I don't know how long it takes to get out. Um Carbon X does have some information related to the integrity of the fabric. So it maintains its protective ability. They've had it up over 10 minutes and it's still maintaining its protectiveness. Um, Okay, You know, that's some information that they make available on their website as as well because, uh, which I like about the company because they're very, um, very key on making sure people understand what it is and what it'll do. Um, but i i haven't seen any i i really haven't uh, looked for any information to show how long someone yeah technically i
0: gonna- was just curious i know when uh Carson hosevar is well he's going to be a cup driver now but he's been in the truck series he's from our our town and i've known Carson since he was young and raised quarter midgets. And I know he, he broke his foot or his ankle last year when he was racing. And one of the things that he had to prove before they would let him get back in with whatever cast or whatever he had on was how quick he could get out of the car. And so that's what made me wonder about that. But yeah, I'll
1: have to look into that. I'm sure there's something somewhere, um, but there is, because I know like even on the industrial side, a lot of the way, like the way the standards are, um, uh, set up or design has to do with the amount of time it takes people to respond and react. Um, yeah. and DuPont did a, a webinar one time that I was on, and they had all of that data broken down as to how long it takes someone to realize there is a danger and that they need uh-huh. to you know, react, how long it takes them to turn and get away from that. They had all of that broken down, and it was it was quite an interesting webinar yeah. that I that I I sat in on. So I'm sure there's information like that on the
0: side thing too, but very good question. If I had statistics was a thing back in the day, I love all that kind of stuff, but I'm a math. I love math. And so that all kind of ties into that, but I love all those kinds of facts and that, but I'm sure it's out there if somebody wants to look into it or, you know, (laughs) um, I also, I also had somebody um, ask me, um how fast can your granddaughter get out of her car if she oh, needs yeah. to and i said i have no idea well has have you ever made her do that and i and so i i don't think they they had ever had her do that mm-hmm. you know be like okay here's a stopwatch ready set get out you know get out and and i think that's also something. A little off topic here, but for for your company, but I think that's something else that um, dads, crew chiefs, whoever, also need to um, have their driver practice mm-hmm. because yeah, because you think we want them out as quick as possible.
1: Yeah, you have it all; you click yourself into everything, but yeah. in a panic to try to remember how to get out of it is a whole different thing. So if you can make it second nature you know, right. Good enough to yeah. make it a habit
0: or a routine. You know what to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. For sure. Well, Kelly, what, what's your favorite thing about the business that you are sharing with us today?
1: It, it Just everywhere it has taken me. Um, never could I have pictured that this was in the, the future for me it was not anything that was ever on my, my radar. It, it surprisingly showed up for me and I chose to take that path. And And I just took a left turn from everything I had been doing. And, um, it's just everybody that I meet everywhere I go, everything I learn. Um, I, I continue to learn every day, different things that impact and, um, what people face, you know, I think that's just it. Like all the situations people work in all the different Mm -hmm. things that are being made every day and jobs that are done every day that like, I had no idea. Um, It's just very eye opening, and I'm a curious person and I I love getting that opportunity to just see what it is people do every day and
0: okay, now what can I do to help keep you safe? Um, Right. And you know, you look around, I'm sitting in my office, and, and you just look around and you take everything that you have or that you buy or that you use for granted. You really mm-hmm. kind of do, you know, who yep. makes the, who makes the electrical plug power strip that I have to mm-hmm. keep it from burning up or what it's just a, you know, all these kinds yeah. of things. And we don't think about it until we're exposed to maybe some of it. And it is very interesting and, and we should take a little more interest in how things are done and so that we buy the best that we can afford to buy and and in those things so that we have a quality of life and and for motorsports and all those other industries being safe and trying to prevent yourself from getting injured by fire has to be near the top cuz i can't even imagine how bad that is to recover from. And so we don't want that to ever happen. Picture this. You're at the track looking at all the merch trailers. What do you see? Shirts and hats everywhere. And you think, I want more. That's how 4 Left Turns was born. At 4 Left Turns, we create unique products for race fans. Our retail website is 4 And if you're looking to stock your gift shop or merch trailer, we also sell wholesale. Four Left Turns is a one-stop shop for everything racing. We'll accept shirts and hats. We don't do those. Made for race fans by race fans, net.
1: You know, and uh, kind of along those, uh, on a, a sidebar there, you know, it made me think about a conversation I had not long ago. Um, there's an organization called Cleveland Sews, and she met with me and is we're working on getting a training program together to teach people she she works with them to teach them how to sew and then we're going to work with them on how to sew my products um to try and get a local uh so that I can have my own my own setup and and whatnot but I asked her I said you know it's it's always been interesting to me how even when I had my retail uh boutiques how you can get um a bra on sale or a bra that's at the dollar store whatever for $5 or $10. I said, how, I don't know how you can make a bra. Even if you had clearance priced fabric, I said, how could you ever make it at that price and be a profitable company? And she said to me, because child labor and slave labor exists everywhere. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she said, if, um, that, you know, she identified some areas here in our own country, where there are, it's, uh, you know, it's a lot of this human trafficking that we see, and they are being forced to work, and forced to do things, or these products that are made overseas, they do not have, you know, the OSHA standards, they don't have safety standards, they don't have labor laws, they don't have Mm -hmm. anyone there to tell them that they have rights, and unfortunately, then they get Basically paid via food and shelter or whatever it might yeah. be. Um, yeah, you know, I, I think just having some uh, awareness as to what it is you're purchasing and mm-hmm. who's that garment, because yeah, you know, the more that that goes on, it, it's just it's a travesty when you think about that. But yeah, right. it was I. He said that to me because I, I wasn't expecting that to be the answer. So no,
0: no, none of us are. If we're not if we're not uh, engaged or, you know, aware of that, you know, as much as we should be. um, Yeah. Why would you think about it? But, but it Mm -hmm. happens all the time. In fact, it was happening at a meat plant where they had Mm -hmm. young boys working in the meat plant. And so, and that was in our country. Um, So, yeah. Well, Kelly, what else can you tell us about your company, your products, anything at all that I haven't asked you about?
1: Um, you know, I just like to, um, I guess one of the things we ask a lot is, uh, what's wrong and what's missing. So if there are things out there, um, we're always looking, you mentioned Lululemon, uh, my goal is to be the Lululemon, uh, or Patagonia,
0: Mm -hmm. the
1: comfort comfort style of, uh, safety apparel. So, you know, as things that you might notice that, uh, aren't what you would like it to be. Just, you know, let us know. We we work a lot with interns through the fashion design schools uh, okay. to help create and design for us so that we have some thoughts and ideas in, in line for what's next. But um, And we do have some men's garments because we had some guys who really liked the feel of the fabric and they were like, the you know, our underwear isn't comfortable like this. And so we're like, okay, yeah. so we do have some guys' products too because
0: okay.
1: we didn't want to leave them out. Um,
0: yeah
1: because that that fabric is really, really awesome. So we do yeah. like that the fabric so um, but yeah, anybody just helping the share because okay. you know I, I keep saying that the products are only helpful if they're on bodies. You yeah know, and we want you to protect the parts you want to keep.
0: That's so. right, which is all of us. That's
1: right. We, <laughs> we want to keep them. all of
0: our parts <laughs> For
1: sure. That's right that's right. Oh.
0: Well, Kelly, I'll uh, get some information from you when we're done here and I'll put it in the show notes and that way people can reach out to you and find you and and all that. And so um, I just appreciate that. We finally had a chance to connect because we've been trying to do this since I think June maybe or something. And, and uh, you've been going one way and I was going the other. And so we (laughs) finally were able to connect today. And I'm so glad, um, you know, it's, it's one thing to interview someone, but when you can have a chance to, to talk face-to-face with somebody you already know and help share their product, that means a lot to me that I'm able to do that. And so I I want people to take a good hard look at what you're providing, you know, and if, if it comes down to price, shame on you. If, if you know, yeah, you've got to protect the ones you love or yourself, if you're, involved in a dangerous sport racing is a dangerous sport and so we we want all of them to check out what you have and and reach out to you if they have any questions or suggestions and and um, i know you're going to be at some trade shows and and that but i know you're easy to get a hold of through texting and that so um we'll put all that in the show notes so they can find you and then um hopefully you know they'll look in the magazine and they'll see um, we'll put some more things in there too, easier for okay. them to find you. And, and then, uh, too,
1: um, Melinda, I think we have a code in your, that you yes. offer members too. So, um, we can, we can make sure that that is you know, up and visible too.
0: So I will do that for sure. In fact, I have that laying right here by my planner. So we'll oh, do perfect. that too. Perfect. There <laughs> you go. Sounds good. Well, Kelly, bit. I hope you have a great rest of the week. Thank you for taking time today to to be on here with me and um, hopefully down the road we'll meet up somewhere and then see each other in person again. That's right. That's right. I hope so, too. So it'll be
1: awesome. It'll be awesome. Right. Thanks so much. I've enjoyed chatting with you and seeing you in person.
0: Kind of. Thank you. <laughs> All right. We'll talk again soon. OK, bye bye. Thank you for listening to the Women's Motorsports Network podcast. Subscribe to my show and follow me on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube. If you or someone you know would like to be featured in the Women's Motorsports Network news online magazine, this podcast, or Let's Talk Racing Live, my social media show, contact me via messenger on Facebook at Melinda Russell or send me an email at Women's Motorsports Network at gmail.com.